Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. There is an escape, there is a way out of the homosexual lifestyle. Today we interview a man who has been out for 20 years. Christian author of the book, Out, talking about Bob Fife. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a newsmaking interview with a new guest to our program. He is an author of a book. In fact, I'm gonna hold up the book here. It's called Out. And the subtitle, One Christian's Experience Leaving the Gay Community. Bob Fife has been out of the gay lifestyle now for over 20 years and has reconciled with his family. And he's joining us now via Skype, live from Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the program, my new friend, Bob Fife. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. So I'm honored to meet you, sir. You were born and raised in uh, Ontario and you spent many of your years in, in Toronto? I have, yes. So you're also the author of this book, which I just said, and your website, bobsexperience.com. And from what I gather, having read a few pages of the book and your press release, you were molested as a child, and although you were raised in a Christian home, that led to some conflicting feelings you had as a teenager. Yeah, that's correct, yes. So can you talk about that? Well, the before the uh, sexual abuse, there was a buildup to what would happen at that point in time because I grew up in a, uh, a very dysfunctional family, uh, an absentee father. Um, my mother didn't want to bear another one of his kids uh, after him having many kids outside of our family. And so I was the youngest of six, both unwanted in birth and unwanted as a young child. So that had a major impact on my uh, growing up and uh, had an impact on my identity. And so when the time came that I was sexually abused by my sister's boyfriend, it had a, a major effect on me. I misconstrued the whole experience. It became a kind of a hidden fact in my life and I didn't tell anyone. And it just, uh, it uh, grew on me for some time and then eventually I tried to put it away and uh, pursue my life in another fashion. But you had also, uh, you told me that when you were age 15, you had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ where you became a Christian. Was that before or after you decided that uh, the gay lifestyle might be something? Put that in sequence for me. Well, remember this was in the 70s. Uh, so that I, I didn't even know what the word homosexual meant growing up. And uh, so, that experience I thought was a natural experience when I was uh, abused. Um, and so 
I, like I said, I, I pursued it for a little bit, but then eventually I put it aside and, uh, and then uh, I went on with my life. I, uh, I was about 13 at that time, and when I was about 15, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I was very active in the church. I had a Christian mom, and we went to Sunday school and church every Lord's Day. And so I grew in that area, and eventually I met my wife at a Bible study. And so I was sincere and earnest and honest before God about my uh, adolescence and my young uh, adulthood, uh, but I never dealt with the issue that uh, plagued me back when I was uh, molested. So you met your wife, Audrey, and you married at what age, and, and how many kids did you have together? I married at about uh, the age of about 27, and I we just had the one boy. Okay, and then uh, there was a development. At some point, you decided to fully embrace the homosexual lifestyle. At what age did that happen, and how did that affect your relationships? Well, we were married for about two years, and I uh, had been drawn away with my work, uh, uh, with a, a lot of uh, involvement there, and got away from the Lord, and uh, absent from my wife at the uh, locations that I would be uh, assigned to. And so I picked up a hitchhiker one day, and uh, he was a gay man, and he challenged me and I related back to my boyhood experience and then I indulged and I, uh, from that point, I knew then what homosexuality was. Uh, I knew where I was coming from and what had happened and I felt like I was a homosexual at that time and that I needed to pursue it. So I eventually told my wife and uh, we tried to correct it for about one year, and it was very difficult to do that. And so eventually I asked my wife and boy if, the, if they would go back to her mom, and then at that point I pursued homosexuality. Wow, so that must have been a, a very trying time for you, wrestling with these internal struggles and these feelings, and uh, of course you loved your wife, you loved your son, but you loved this other thing more, you wanted to explore this. How did that impact your, your identity? I, I use that word loosely, but help me define that. That's a word that's thrown around today, sexual identity. Mm -hmm. Yes, I understand that, that's a, and it's an important term. It, it is important. Um, well, the, because I never dealt with it properly as a boy, I literally uh, thought it was a boyish thing I put it under the carpet, I didn't deal with it, and it came back to haunt me. And I used the expression, if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. And it did deal with me at that time. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I was so selfish that I was prepared and willing to ask that of my wife and pursue my own thing. And uh, I, I regretted it later in life, obviously, but it was something that I was... I was uh, really strong and, and adamant about at that time. Well, that is ironic that as you had that experience, perhaps around age 30 of uh, leaving your young family, coming out 
of the closet, as some people refer, and fully joining the flamboyant homosexual underground lifestyle there in Toronto, or maybe it was out in plain, plain sight, you later rededicated your life to Christ and wrote a book called Out, in other words, coming out of the homosexual lifestyle. We're gonna take a short commercial break, and when we come back, we'll ask, jo ask Bob about his journey back to Christ. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Do you care about your family, about your children? Of course you do, but you need to take action today because they're under attack. Sign a petition at PrayInJesusName.org to protect traditional marriage. Here are three specific petitions you can sign. Number one is to stop ENDA. This is the so-called Employment Non-Discrimination Act, but it's actually a bathroom bill that will punish Christians. It's introduced by a homosexual congressman, Jared Polis from Colorado, and it's really just a bathroom bill in disguise. Ladies and little girls, next time you go into the ladies' room at any public restaurant, you might run into somebody who looks like this if ENDA becomes law. We need to stop this because here's the actual, actual language of the bill. They don't want you to read this. It says dresser grooming standards must be permitted for any employer who has an employee who's undergoing or may someday go undergo a gender transition after the time of employment. Well, this gives them permission to have the same dress or grooming standards to which they're transitioning. In other words, they don't even need a sex change. A man can go into a ladies room and assault you and your little girl if ENDA becomes law. And they'll punish the Christian business owner if he doesn't allow that. Number two petition you can sign is to stop the Homosexual Classrooms Act. That's being introduced by Senator Al Franken of Minnesota, actually to defund your public school if you don't force the teachers to promote homosexuality to all of the children as, as young as kindergarten in the guise of anti-bullying lectures. You're really just recruiting your kids into the gay agenda. Petition number three you can sign at PrayInJesusName.org is to defend traditional marriage. The 1996 Defense of Marriage Act is under fire, but it defines marriage simply between one man and one woman. Sign these petitions today. Go to PrayInJesusName.org and take action. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm joined again by Bob Fyth, live from Toronto, Ontario via Skype, and he is the author of this book, Out, One Christian's Experience in Leaving the Gay Community. Bob, before the break, you had been telling your story that around or before age 13, you had been 
sexually molested by your sister's boyfriend, and but at age 15, you came to Christ, and you grew in the Word of God as a young Christian, you eventually got married, and uh, at age 27, you had a child, but then by age 30, you returned or, or went full on to the homosexual lifestyle. You actually abandoned your young family. Um, can you describe what caused you to, to make that jump and, and come out of the closets fully as a homosexual? I had not dealt with it properly. I thought that, you know, um, not having proper masculine identity from a boy and growing up, I, I, I craved that. And so that was, that was a big lack and is true of many, many uh, gay men. Because and you were so, not close to your father. Oh, far, far. far. I, I never remember sitting on my father's knee. And I had, no, I had lots of abuse from that side of it and so on. So you got to identify with, with uh, both male and female as a child growing up to be healthy in 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 the big picture and i didn't have that so i pursued that and uh i did it to the hilt i was really gung-ho at at you know, getting involved in the gay community i went to europe for a year traveled all over europe i came back i managed a gay bar i was president of the gay business council in toronto i played in the gay world series in new york city so I was saturated in it, and I, I pursued it with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my might. Well, that is fascinating. From age 30 up until about age 50, you were in, in fact, you describe in your book, you lived in the flamboyant section of Toronto. Uh, describe the culture there. What kind of men did you meet? Well, uh, I was, I had relationships on occasion, but I was a promiscuous type. I wanted, I always wanted to be on the hunt, as they say. And so I spent a lot of time in the bar. I spent a lot of time uh, seeking and in many cases not finding. So would spend maybe the whole night uh, pursuing uh, only to get my hunt and my find. And uh, it was really not as nearly for me as satisfying as, as I had hoped lots of times. And so when the time came uh, for me uh, and uh, to pursue my son, uh, who was instrumental in my recovery, uh, it was, I, I really believe that I was ready. Now talk about that. You said you had abandoned your son, perhaps he was uh, maybe three years of age, and then you were out in the lifestyle for 20 years, and then one day your son returned to you. What conversation did you have? Well, I hadn't seen him in a good long time. I saw him once when he was about 10, and when he came to see me, he was about 21. So when I got to the airport, it was a little bit difficult to know exactly what he would look like, and he, for me, what I would look like. And so we did get together. We drove back to my apartment downtown Toronto and sat on the balcony. And I said to him, I said, Sean, do you know about me? And he said, yes, I do. I found out about a week ago when I was visiting mom. And I said, what do you think? And he said, well, I have given it a lot of thought. And he said, I just want you to know, dad, that my love for you is unconditional. 
And wow. of course, not having heard the word dad for a long time and certainly didn't know too much about unconditional love, I was really uh, willing and ready to receive that. And he went one step further and said, and God's love for you is unconditional as well. And so I, I broke down, we broke down and, and wow. uh, really laid hold of God at that time. And, uh, and that was the beginning of my recovery. So it wasn't just a human love of a son, there was a spiritual and divine element to God's love, almost showing you forgiveness as if you were the prodigal son coming back Absolutely. to the loving father and, and God's arms. Describe your mm -hmm. journey of faith at that point. Well, he, uh, he and I got on our bikes one day and we drove off to this uh, little chapel about 10 minutes from my house and I said to him, that's where I wanna go. That's where I went a few times when I was younger uh, and I wanna go back there and uh, see if they'll receive me under the circumstances. And so I did that and I went back observed my story, I wanted to share some things with them. And uh, doctor, I gotta tell you, that was another one of the most incredible experiences that I ever had. Out of all those men in that room, every single one of them embraced me, uh, encouraged me, and uh, challenged me, and, and the journey began, and I had all that support behind me. Amen, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll ask Bob about uh, his return to Christ and some technical or maybe even political questions. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage? I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Firebox. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet, Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? 
Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm joined again by Bob Fife via Skype from Toronto, Ontario. Bob, at this point in your story, you're going back to church and you're warmly received by the other men who are showing you unconditional love. But talk about the Holy Spirit and his encounter to cleanse you from that sin, from that lifestyle. Uh, how is that different than you struggling with on your own, in your own strength? Well, I, uh, I have to tell you, I, I knew that I needed to cry out to God and, and ask his forgiveness. And I, was, I, I got a great deal of consolation out of the prodigal son story where the father was looking for the son to return. And when he did return, how he received him. And, and uh, unworthily and humbly, I, I approached God and God was, was there for me. And I have to say, doctor, I, I decided that day that I wanted to give as much, if not more, heart and soul to seeking out God, to knowing him uh, as much as I did in, in the pursuit of, of struggling and never being satisfied in, in, uh, to, for the most part in my gay experience. Did God take away from you your lust for sex with other men, or do you still feel that? God has definitely taken it away. He's replaced it, and that's the beauty. He doesn't. He changes our hearts and our our minds and our spirits, and and gives us a new a new life and a new uh, vision and a new purpose, and and makes it the way that He intended it in the first place. So, I uh, I'm restored in that respect, uh, 100%. Praise God, and I. Uh, I have a very healthy, happy relationship with him at this time in my life. And uh, it's, uh, it's a blessed experience to grow in that. And you know what, it, did, it came at a cost. Um, there's a chapter in my book that says uh, the challenge of, of all of it. And it was a challenge. I had to work and, and bring a lot of things to the surface and deal with it. But God was gracious and he didn't only say he was the way, but he was the truth, and he did give life for me in through in and through that experience. So your relationship with God was restored. Your relationship with your son was restored, and with your first wife, uh, Audrey, you never remarried her or anyone. But talk about how you have reconciled that to be a friendship. Well, we. Um, we actually uh, are very good friends now. Uh, she's remarried, and I respect that. Uh, so we're not in constant communion uh, with each other. But she knows about the book, and she will uh, uh, she will add her blessing to and her prayers to the use of the book for God's glory. And so um, our relationship is very sound and very secure. She's doing missionary work out of Florida at the moment. So the book again, I'm gonna show you is called Out, which is one Christian's experience leaving the gay community. Uh, Bob, what is your website? Where can people buy this resource? 
Well, they can usually buy the book at any Christian bookstore. Amazon US uh, A has uh, a number of copies, and some of the local bookstores will will have it uh, without any difficulty. And your website is bobsexperience.com. What advice would you give to somebody who is now contemplating leaving the homosexual lifestyle? Well, if they know Jesus Christ as their personal savior, they can lay hold of God and, and claim that, and he will give them uh, uh, to see it through. If they don't know Jesus Christ, heart and desire for them that they would seek that that he gives in victory through uh, this very, very difficult uh, uh, ordeal. What resources are available besides your book? Uh, because there's this t political debate in America about so-called conversion therapy, where people who struggle with their sexual sin, they want healing and they turn to the church. And here in America, they're told, well, if you're a Christian psychologist, you're not allowed to talk about religious conversions, uh, but can you do that in Canada? And, and what should people seek? Well, you definitely can do it in Canada at the moment, at this moment in time. And I think if the person is an adult, that they they can do their their diligence. There are lots of ministries out there that will will encourage them and help them to come to grips with with some of the um, issues that uh, that may have contributed to it. Uh, you have to deal with those, uh, like I said early. Uh, earlier, and uh, when you do deal with those, and you couple that with a spiritual development, uh, with a relationship with Jesus Christ, wow, you're you're bound for victory. Um, there's a beautiful, beautiful passage in uh, Job chapter 36, uh, verses um, 8 to 11, that I would encourage people to look at. It's so beautiful, and the very last words of that uh, of that verse is that I will bless them with uh, throughout their lives. All their years will be uh, pleasant. And so we know what Job went through, and this is an experience for us what that we're going through, and the Lord will bless us in it. Amen. Well, I discern upon you the spirit of Almighty God. We're out of time here, but I would like to lead our audience in prayer. Bob, if you wanna join me. Father in heaven, I ask your blessing on every viewer of this program, that as they hear Bob's testimony, that they will too turn to Jesus Christ and turn away from whatever sin may be binding them. But Father, we pray for liberty and liberation and freedom in Jesus Christ, amen. 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 God bless you, Bob. Our guest has been Bob Fife, author of the book Out, and his website, Bob's Experience. Our website, PrayInJesusName.org. If you want prayer, call us today at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.